my bread in your beer. You can't dunk your bread in my beer. That's not allowed. Dunk, dunk. Stop. And stop making out with the cat, Kevin. Welcome back to Fine Wine and Evil Spirits, a husband and wife podcast while we bicker about the weird, supernatural, and spooky. Tonight, we are drinking... Everything. No. Not your father's root beer, which is what you've been drinking since, what, five o'clock? Oh my god, it's amazing. That's what you say every time. Yeah, no, but this stuff, I feel like I'm just drinking soda. It's just, it doesn't... It does taste like it, soda. Definitely gets you there, but it feels like you're drinking just root beer. Yeah, which is dangerous because, you know, you don't realize. I don't understand that. Dangerous, pow pow. No, I don't get that. (laughs) What does that even mean? Um, And I'm drinking Southern Tier Warlock, which is like a um, seasonal beer, I believe. Um, It's good. I like it. How would you describe it? Um, not sweet like yours, but I can't, like, when I drink, I can't drink, like, sweet stuff, because then it's, like... I know you can't mix them, them two, it's just... I mean, you could, but... You have to burp, though. My fault. You're so wrong. Alright, so, the first story tonight, we are going to Wyoming. We are quarantining to Wyoming. Yellowstone Park. Yeah. So, the Yellowstone Whispers. Did you ever hear that? No. No. Um, so, neither have I. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to paint a little setting. <laughs> so, imagine. Close your eyes. Okay. Imagine. Close them. Eyes <laughs> are shut. Is your mouth shut? <laughs> Usually running. Okay. <laughs> like a refrigerator. <laughs> Dude, what is that your like fifth dad joke of the day? Stop. Calm down. All right, close your eyes. Imagine that you and a group of friends are going for a relaxing weekend around the Yellowstone or Shoshone Lakes. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, you hear an unnatural sound in the distance. It grows louder and louder until it sounds like it's directly above you. And then all of a sudden, it just stops. Did she really burp at this <laughs> If you hear a distant burp, it is her daughter <laughs> eating soup. <laughs> um, so, since the 1890s, people have been documented saying that these sounds, like, appear or disappear as quickly as they appear. Um, lasting only a moment and then sounds anything from a metallic grinding to organ music to a swarm of bees. Yeah, I'm not going there. (laughs) Oh, but I thought you wanted to. (laughs) Um, I still do. I want to go everywhere. (laughs) You do want to go everywhere. Um, In 1871, a group was formed for the Hayden Expedition. Uh, to understand and explore Yellowstone and the thermal features. A geologist in the expedition, Frank H. Bradley, stated, 
While getting breakfast, we heard every few moments a curious sound between a whistle and a horse whine. The sound increased in force, and now it became evident that gusts of wind were passing through the air above us, though the pines, the trees, did not as yet indicate the least motion of the lower atmosphere. So even though they heard the sound, nothing was moving. So it sounded like wind. Or like valleys or... I don't know. I don't know the geography. <laughs> um, you don't know the landscape. I don't know the landscape. How dare you not know the landscape? <laughs> I'm not a geographer or um, whatever people are. A geologist. I'm not one of those. Then, in 1930, there was an article saying that it was possible that the sounds came from mild earthquakes that could have enhanced been enhanced by the caverns and the temperature diversion over the lake which affected how air conducts sound. Okay. That would make sense. And then Neil Miner, a ranger naturalist in 1937 provided insight. A what? With, it doesn't, I don't know. A, a ranger naturalist. Somebody who's naturally a ranger. I don't know. Right. <laughs> provided insight. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Within the park publication, blaming, and I quote, because I have no idea what this means either, horizontally moving whirlwinds of air. So I guess just like air that's going like circular, this way. Circular no. motion? Horizontal. Horizontally. Just horizontal. Like this, not like this. Right. This. Like side to side. Yeah. Right. Because they can definitely see your hand moving side to side horizontally. Listen, because most people are not drunk right now, okay? And they know what horizontal means. So, in your face. Um, Created by air flowing down from peaks. So, obviously, there's peaks. Which reminds me of somebody that I used to work for. Alright, we're not going to get into that. I know. Everyone... (laughs) describes the sounds differently um some say that they hear bells or bees and then others believe that they hear voices which correlates with the explanation of the native americans they believe that the sounds were sacred voices of the relatives that had passed away there are even some who think that it could be ufos but despite many theories there's nothing solid to explain what is going on is there a manipulation of air? Why are the trees unaffected? So I made you listen to a clip earlier. What were your thoughts on that? Sounds like wind. It does sound like wind. Something's going through like uh, like a... And it sounds kind of like bubbly, right? Yes. Like it wasn't like... It wasn't like a screeching or anything like that. Like the metallic sounds, like they didn't... They didn't have that on there. I can barely hear anymore, but it sounds like just like wind passing through like a peak or a valley or something. A peak. A valley. A valley. <laughs> That's something. Valley. A, a valley. valley. <laughs> so um, if you want to explain to everybody what you thought a valet was. No, I will not want to explain that. You do. <laughs> no, you need to explain that. So when I gave birth to our first child... Kevin thought that valet meant f- 
free parking. <laughs> so he decided to go where the valets parked cars and parked for free for three I, days. In my defense, I tried to get the guy's attention and he just drove away. You were so excited because you thought that valet meant free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an educator, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, it's not about that. It's just the fact that you don't ask questions. <laughs> I tried to find this security guard that guy down, and he just, like, ran away He wasn't me. a security guard. He was a valet man. Whatever, valet. He worked there, didn't he? Yes, because he, he was a valet he, he man. He clocked down. He was just like, peace. Like, see <laughs> No. He was like, I didn't Deuces. see you. Because if I did see you, and I let you get in here for free, I'd be fired. <laughs> F-I-R-E-D. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Our next uh, story is... Are you ready for this? I hope so. <laughs> it's a cryptid. A cryptid? It's the jackalope. This is like a deer. <laughs> All right. Or a don't ruin reindeer. everything. Oh. Well, He's looking a... at a picture right now. So, you know how we talked about animals or creature that are, creatures that are supposedly around in certain areas but then a lot of them seem like bullshit hold on what how a lot of the cryptids we talk about they just seem like they're like bullshit like they're oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. well the jackalope like not true you meant like no yeah right good i know see he interrupts me all the time right i'm an interrupting cow move <laughs> <laughs> The jackalope was declared the state's official mythical creature in 2005. Can you imagine him walking around, you know, you're just like, oh, what's that? Excuse me, who's to say that jackalopes don't walk around? And or levitate. I, listen, so the jackalope was declared the state's official mythical creature, creature in 2005. That's the year that we started dating. Yeah. Ew. Ew, you. Yeah. Um... Well, hold so, on, why do you say ew? We can't hear you from over there. So people only hear us talking to ourselves. I do that a lot, and I answer myself. They so don't hear the totally almost 13-year-old daughter with an attitude problem. All right, all right, problem. no one wants to hear about your problems. <laughs> Read about this, this reindeer you're it's talking about. It's a jackalope. <laughs> jackalope. <laughs> um, and there was something I wanted to say about the jackalope, but now I forget because of Miley. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no more name dropping. Come on. All right, so while these creatures are not populating Wyoming in high numbers, there have been sightings dating back to the 1500s. If you've never seen a picture of a jackalope, it's basically a rabbit with antlers. Um, I don't know if it's actual facts or just a way to describe the animal, but it is a cross between a pygmy deer, which is now extinct, and a killer rabbit. Killer rabbit. I don't know. If you want to talk, you need to come over here because I don't know if it can, if you can be heard. Yeah, but we can't stop the podcast because you have a Lunchables commercial question. Maybe. I don't know. Um, they're brown and very small, weighing up to five pounds. So they're not even like that big, but they're extremely fast. Going up to, are you ready for this? 90 miles per hour. They're ankle biters. 
Yeah, but here's the thing <clears throat> is that I've been lying to people for years if that's the case because I have been telling people... Or you were just misled. I have been telling people that cheetahs are the fastest land animals going... This is mythical. 75 miles per hour on land. So if jackalopes are... You know hippopotamus can do 30? 35. If you're going to spout out facts, can they at least That wasn't facts. Right? I was just saying... Well, I guess it's... 35 miles an animal. And hippopotamus... An animal? Hippop- hippopotamuses are the most dangerous of all <laughs> land creatures because they are known for running people over. I'd be scared of one of them things. They can run that fast. And they not run me. That, but they're huge mouths. Anyway, we're not talking about hippopotami. We're talking about jagalopes. You definitely said that wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. They're very aggressive. Okay. Um, hence <clears throat> the message of them originating from killer rabbit species. Which, How many different species of rabbits do you think there were? I don't know. I didn't Google it. But maybe if you did some research on stuff, you would know this question. I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> anyway, the fact that these <clears throat> jackalopes come from a killer species of animals um, rabbits solidifies my reasoning why the Easter Bunny is the scariest holiday creation. Okay? This is why our children have never seen the Easter Bunny. They've seen it just from a distance. From a distance. <laughs> this is why they've never sit <clears throat> on the Easter Bunny's lap. Isn't that kind of weird anyway, sitting on a bunny's lap? Okay, isn't it weird in general to be like, don't take candy from strangers, don't talk to strangers, but go sit on that fat man's lap. Stop. I can't okay. say that. The man's lap in the suit. Isn't it kind of creepy that this man comes into your brings house you gifts. and brings you gifts while you're sleeping, but we tell our kids to lock the doors, right? It's all a catastrophe. It's just a catastrophe. Anyway, back to You may the, have had too much. No. <laughs> back to the jackalopes. They have earned the nickname of Warrior Rabbit because of their aggression. Okay? You can't just kick a jackalope. That's like somebody watching the leopard. It runs like 90 miles an hour, right? Yeah. It's like basically the it's rabbit like baseball with rabbits. It's like the rabbit version of the flash. Okay. You don't even see it coming. It's just going to bite you. It's just there and it's not. Or antler you. You can't just kick it. And I said, if you want to talk... Right, right. Why is all this violence kicking little you... animals? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna do Millie, if you want uh, to partake in this podcast, you must sit near the podcast speaker because people can't hear you and they think that we're wackadoos that are just talking to... They already think we're wackadoos. <laughs> anyway. So what? Sure. As long as you be quiet when you come over. So anyway, some say that John Coulter... Uh, so John Coulter. Do you know who he is? No, I just felt like... He is the first white man to step foot in Wyoming. So they say... Can you not choke over there? We're doing a podcast. 
Well, stop choking on broth. <laughs> There's no piece of anything, Miley. It's your imagination. Um, so anyway, he was the first person to apparently encounter a jackalope. But there are stories right. of others <laughs> claiming that in 1829, a trapper actually caught one. But obviously there were no, there was no evidence. Um, and then a hoax. There was a hoax. Um, not like climate change or the coronavirus. It was a real actual hoax in the 1930s when two men, um, Douglas Herrick and his brother Ralph, uh, went on a hunting trip and brought back a jackrabbit. Okay? During their years of hunting, they also learned the artistry of taxidermy, which I don't know if we should support that because we're vegan, but I'm just going to assume that it's roadkill taxidermy. And these animals were already dead and they didn't just kill them. Anyway. (laughs) Sounds gross, but... Well, what they did was, apparently... They attached antlers to this poor jack, dead jackrabbit. I know. And then it started to spread around to say that it was a jackalope. So they started a myth? They, no, they didn't start the myth. They increased the myth. Mm. Stop talking to the cat. Um, around the same time, Richard Shope I think that's how you say his name. An American viral virologist, viral I don't know if I'm saying that right. He dug deeper into this research. Um, while obviously the whole thing caused a buzz, believers continue to point out that horned rabbits are brought up continuously in European manuscripts since the medieval period. He was able to obtain samples of rabbit, quote-unquote, horns from hunters and conducted ongoing experiments. Be quiet, Miley. Shope. Shope was able to prove that the horns were made of keratin, not true bone. So it's something that continued to grow and caused by a virus known as the Shope papillomavirus. Right? That's fake news. It's not fake news. The disease causes growth, which hardens and creates horned appearances. Hmm. Interesting. The horns also did not only grow on heads, but throughout the body. So there mm. could be horns anywhere. Sounds like a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Like, what kind of... No, those are not horns, Kevin. They're bony plates, Weston told me. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs. An Angulosaurus sounds like. An Angulosaurus (laughs) is covered in bony plates. That's why the Tyrannosaurus rex was not able to eat it as quickly as other dinosaurs. Which brings me to my next story. Is that when I was on the phones for work, this one guy was spelling out his name, right? And he got to R, right? Mm -hmm. And you would think R for Robert or Richard, right? Mm -hmm. He said Rhyranosaurus Rex. (laughs) (laughs) And it was literally the highlight of my day. And he stopped for a second after he said that. 
before getting to the next letter, and he knew, he could feel how palpable it was that he said something so stupid <laughs> that he could not ever come back from it. But I want him to know that I truly appreciated that because I had a hard day that day. <laughs> and it's I the small it. things. <laughs> so do you think the jackalope is, is a real, real no. guy? No? Nope. Fake news. Yeah, it's fake news. There's, There's no, no way. Why is there no way? If the thing is giving birth, it would just... That would not happen. Well, what if the... Miley, you do realize that... <laughs> you do realize that deer have horns and they don't come out with horns, right? No! no. <laughs> I didn't think about deer. Oh, <laughs> dear. <laughs> do I think it's real? No. I don't think it's real. I think it could be the whole ninety mile an hour. Okay, maybe small not like rabbit that. with horns. <laughs> I would have to see it. Can you imagine? <laughs> if I see, it, I'll take a picture and I'll, I'll post it. Can you imagine if there was ninety mile? If an somebody hour has a picture of a real one, I would like to see it. They're cute though. They are. If it didn't try to kill you, yes. Right. Well, they probably don't even eat humans. They eat carrots. They don't fucking eat carrots, Kevin. They want to eat humans. (laughs) Kevin, it says that they're aggressive. Aggressive things don't eat carrots, Kevin. Could be aggressively eating carrots. No one one aggressively eats carrots. Wait. Jackalopes do. That's a lie. That's a lie. I sometimes eat carrots aggressively. Kevin, can you stop coming in here and making the cats... Meow so much. <clears throat> what? I didn't do anything. Okay. Alright, squeaky. Are y'all Really, Kevin? Why? We're we're podcasting. Are and you you're live right now? Yes, yes. and we have more hey, No, get out of here, noob. <laughs> no. No, seriously, go. Or else I'm gonna start doing my Kevin Go Corbin. home, Roger. No. <laughs> that was a good one. High five. Do y'all have yeah, we have one more story. One more story. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I need to crack a nose. He needs to crack a rat. No, I don't want to look at the cat. Okay, so the next story is the Wyoming Frontier Prison. Prison. Prisons are always fun. This is located in Rollins, Wyoming. So they started building the Wyoming Frontier Prison in. Not your father's. Can you stop? Well, I'm drinking another not your father's. I'm still recording, you dumb nut. Oh. Oh my god. So they started building this prison in 1888, but because of the budget issues, it wasn't officially open until 1901 without electricity and barely any heating. So they didn't have electricity or barely like heating, even though they were open. Because there's people inside, Miley. And it's freezing. Yeah, they are prisoners. But that doesn't matter because they still have to be treated with humanity. Apparently. (laughs) What do you mean, apparently? (laughs) Well, they could have killed someone. You don't know why they're in there. Wait, okay, so they didn't have... They could be falsely in there. You don't know that. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people that are falsely accused. Yeah, And then, like, back then, it's probably, like, when I ground you for not doing your chores... And take away all your stuff. Why did you like ground you 
I don't know, but if you want to talk, you have to get closer to this. Um, so, they, yeah, they didn't have electricity or barely any heating until 1901. They didn't even have hot water until 1978. So they were open for almost 80 years and didn't have hot water. Holy cow. Um, as with most prisons, it was overcrowded with over 13,500 people. And 11 of them were women. Um, it actually closed in 1981, but is now open for guided tours where people can visit Death Row, which was appropriately named as the Death House. The Punishment Hole is also another place where they were, like, obviously punished. And then the Dungeon, which I'm assuming that they were also punished. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, Miley. I'm sorry, but like, is it the way? Uh, no, sh- <gasps> Miley. Thirteen year, twelve year olds don't curse. <clears throat> only when they go on the bus. That's the only time you're allowed to curse. <laughs> and you don't, don't put things in her head. <laughs> That's where I learned to curse, and my mom's like, "Where did you learn that?" And I'm like, "On the bus," because I was afraid I was. Oh, so side note: this one time. I think I was in third grade. I wrote crap on my paper and I came home and my mom saw it because I had to like bring it home to get it signed and I got grounded because I wrote crap on my paper in third grade. <laughs> yeah. Miley on the other hand. How old were you? Third grade? Third grade. Third grade. No, I started it in second grade and you found it in third grade. Yeah, so she started a journal in second grade that I found in third grade. And what did it say in it? It was like, um, it said like the F word. Yeah. It was like. Oh, and the one, it said the F word. And then it was talking about, this is the worst day of my life. My dad opened a banana the wrong way. And he. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is a certain way to open a banana, right? No, there's a certain way the monkeys open a banana. And it's not the way the humans open a banana. So. But most people open it the way the monkey opens it. Okay. I actually open it like that. <laughs> You're supposed to turn it around and open but it, it the other way. But it messes it up, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. But I just kind of cut that part. Because nobody likes that part of the banana, yeah. that like little, <laughs> br- the little <laughs> brown part. Just turn it around, and you don't have to worry about it. That's you, you, know, you pinch it, and you pull it. Ew, Ew Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> really, we're going there? <laughs> Wait. Okay. So I don't even remember where I was off. Okay. So the yeah. So they have tours now at this prison and then on top of that the people who've taken tours describe the place as relatively untouched so they haven't like done any maintenance to it they haven't done anything to make it like look pretty and the last time it was open was when 1981 so it's basically i mean i'm sure they go in and do like some kind of like dusting or something but they haven't changed anything like there's a lot of prisons that you know if they reopen they kind of like make it like kind of Mm museum-y this is not one of them um like other prisons those uh housed within the walls have often been abused um the punishment hole obviously where people (laughs) were punished um they would be handcuffed to the pole and then hit with rubber hoses. What? Yeah. Um, those set to be executed could have been 
like killed with multiple methods, including the Julian Gallows. Um, to spare the hangman of any culpability, these are not my words, by the way, these are quotes <laughs> in the killing, and to avoid paying an executioner, local architect James Julian was commissioned to design a new gallows. The device features a trap door, which was connected to a bucket of water. The weight of the water would conceivably create enough pressure to break the trap door, plunging the condemned to their death. When used for the first time, before it like came to the Wyoming Frontier Prison, like this didn't happen at the prison, but when it was used the first time, it didn't work the way that it was supposed to. Like the weight of the water wasn't enough. So everybody was kind of just like sitting there waiting for the water to like go, right? It's like, they're like, okay, it's, it's happening. And then it's like drip, 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 basically. And finally, when the water gained enough, um, wait, 17 minutes later, that was when the trap door went, but the guy's neck didn't break right away. So then they like watched until he died. Oh my God, that's actually awful. Yeah, it's awful. Um, and then this method was used until 1936. It's inhumane. Which, if you think about it, isn't that long ago. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is... It it, is, but it doesn't feel because you think of... Well, the funny thing is, is that it wasn't humane at all, but they made it to be more humane for the executioner. So instead of the executioner, like, hanging the person, like, doing whatever it was to make the action happen, the water was supposed to be, like, the executioner. So they tried to make it more of a humane thing for, so that way somebody wasn't actually doing the execution. It was the water, but it wasn't working out that way. Um, so the method, method was used until 1936 when hanging became outlawed in Wyoming, finally, right? Um, the gas chamber was introduced as a more humane method um, of death. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, there was a chair with straps to hold the prisoners down until the hydrosanic, I don't even know how to say that, As, uh, acid gas, ass. <laughs> Hydro S. I shouldn't be laughing when it's like something serious. Yeah, no, it's not. Acid gas took I'm more life. laughing at you saying it than. I know, because you're not used to me saying things wrong. No. In total, there were 14 executions at this prison. Um, despite only surviving 80 years as an active prison, it became home to outlaws of various charges that were somewhat well-known. Some that may have never left. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, um, People claim to see apparitions. They feel, like, unnerved, like something's watching them. And they can hear disembodied voices. Are you scared? Are you going to sleep in our room tonight? Sleep on the floor. <laughs> Wake up and step on a kid. <laughs> um, Mom stepped on me before. I did. And you have. You stepped on her? On I'd step on anybody. You stepped on her arm. Um, there's also an angry presence that becomes aggressive when people try to come into certain parts of the prison. He's said to um, have a brimmed hat and guards the execution area. Like a ghost? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So in 1964, 
20, 20, 20. Say it three times fast. <laughs> 21-year-old Andrew Pixley, who was a dishwasher at the Wart Mo- Motor Hotel located in Jackson Hole, which sounds like What'd a dirty place. Uh, no offense if you're from Jackson Hole. But it just sounds like every time I hear hole, I think of a dirty thing. Oh, that's not really bad. That's not very good. I feel like, I just feel like it's just, all right, I'm going to stop. Um, Pump that break. He broke into a room that was being occupied by Judge Robert McAuliffe and his wife and three daughters. The parents had been relaxing in the hotel lounge, but when the judge and his wife returned, they found Pixley laying on the ground, most likely intoxicated. The judge held him to the ground while his wife screamed frantically that he killed their daughters, which brought the attention of a nearby officer. Debbie, who was 12, and Cindy, who was 8, were found in their beds. It was discovered that Debbie had been beaten with a rock, and Cindy had been beaten as well and strangled. Both girls had been sexually assaulted. The last daughter, Susan, who was only six, was left untouched. Um, Pixley first told the officers um, that he didn't do it. He tried to use his Native American ancestry as a shield. Of course, nobody believed him because he was found in the room, like on the floor. And people surrounded the hotel, demanding that Pixley would be lynched. Instead, he was taken to the Wyoming State Penitentiary, where he was assessed by a doctor and confirmed to be sane. He was, however, believed to be a sociopath, because during his trial, he swore that he could never, he couldn't remember the crime, um, and tried to blame it like on the alcohol. And he was convicted and apparently laughed when he was sentenced to death. Psycho. Yeah, right. Um, So, additionally, during the trial, the parents claimed that one of the girls had been missing a nose. And that Andrew may have bit it off and intended to eat the bodies. Mm. Yeah. 11 months he had spent on death... The 11 months that he spent on death row, he still claimed that he couldn't remember a thing. Following up with, if I did do something like that... I deserve everything that I get. In his cell, it is said that he tried to carve the faces of his victims to the wall. The heck? So did he do it or? I don't know because he never, like, he never confessed to it. And then December 10th, 1965, when he was strapped to the chair inside the gas chamber, um, it had not been used for 20 years. He became known for, like, the longest time it took to die in the gas chamber. So he was basically you know, being gassed or whatever, but it was taking a long time. (laughs) And, um, Debbie and Cindy were buried in the same casket, the the two daughters, um, and the McAuliffe's had filed a suit against the hotel to, um, be able to pay for Susan's psychiatric care due to trauma traumatizing being traumatized by the event of witnessing it um there are some that say that andrew pixley like still haunts the prison and employees refuse to go near the cell fearing that the pictures hovering above his bed watches watches them 
Others believe that they heard him laughing while confessing his crimes. So he did do it. Yeah. Well, he must have. He had to have. There's no other suspects? Or? Why was the other girl suspect? <clears throat> why was the other girl what? The six-year-old. She didn't say anything. She was traumatized. Like, no, they think that they, like, she possibly saw the whole thing happen. Like, can you imagine being six years old and, like, no, witnessing can't. something like that? No, I can't. It's awful. Yeah. Not your father's root beer is amazing. Like... I could literally drink a case of this stuff and not even realize I'm drinking beer. Yeah, I know. And then you'd be, like, so irritating because you drank the entire case. Only if I knew my father would tell him, like, yo, this is not your father's root beer. This is, like, amazing stuff. Way to make things awkward, Kevin. If you're interested in getting to know us, have questions, or would like to share a personal experience or make a suggestion for future podcasts, please reach out to us through email at contactus at findwineandevilspirits.com, on Twitter at FWESpodcast, on Instagram at findwineandevilspirit, all one word, and we're also on Facebook. If you do have a personal experience, we would love to have a recorded conversation, which we can do over the Anchor app. It's a quick download and a painless process. We'd love to get feedback, so if you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes and give us a rating. This helps improve our chances of being heard because obviously we're quality material.